You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I have such a fun guest with us today. This is like, anyway, I could just kind of see the, the, the sparks and the collision of energy and all of the fun, like, uh, what's, what's that called? Like the uh, supernova, you know, happening here between us. Um, but we're talking today with Mark Henson, who just happens to be the author of a book called Ordinary Superpowers. Unleash the, the full potential of your most natural talents. Truly, match made in heaven here, folks. This is going to be a fun dialogue. But he happens to be the chief imagination officer of Spark Space. So you can, you know, you see where we're going with this guy. He, this is a guy who likes to play in the world. Um, and, and so he helps people unlock their superpowers, right? I don't know if he uses the same terminology, but essentially very much in alignment with our mission here at Superpower Experts. So I'm really excited about the synergy between us and the fact that he's out doing his work in the world and how complimentary it is to ours. And so I trust that this conversation is going to be a lot of fun. So Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you. This is uh, one of the most exciting shows that I, for me to be on because it just so closely aligns with everything that, that, that I do. So I'm super happy to be here. Very cool. Well, we, you know, we made the show for you, really. I mean, we've, we've just been waiting for you to find us. And, That's right. Uh, the stars aligned and here we are. So I'm really excited about two things. I'm excited about the topic we're going to talk, to talk about today, superhuman powers. And I'm really excited about the topic of your book, Ordinary Superpowers, because I'm sure just like us, you get the question a lot like, what do you mean superpowers? So, but before we dive into that, I'm just going to tease you all with that little tidbit. Um, we are going to make sure to ask Mark our quintessential question of what are your superpowers? Well, if I can't answer that, then nobody can, right? I mean, I, <laughs> Perfect. I, I, bet, I better have an answer for that right off the bat. Uh, so my superpowers are exploring the new is the way I describe it. So I love to explore new ideas, new physical places. Uh, that includes everything from travel to brainstorming to meeting new people. I just love exploring the new. I love to simplify things, so taking complex things and dumbing them down, mostly so that I can understand them, and then I've also found that that really helps other people as well, um, and that's, I have a whole background in writing and copywriting and a lot of things that really played into that superpower, and then the, the final superpower is communicating through writing and speaking, um, so the combination of those three things is kind of what led me to write the book, but it I find them playing out in my life over and over and over. And then I have a fourth one that uh, actually came up while I was writing uh, this book. As I was exploring deeper and deeper into my own superpowers, I recognized that I had one that, that I've had my whole life that I just, I never fully recognized. And that was, I include the unincluded. Um, I hate for anybody to be outside the circle. And so I will reach out and pull people into a conversation. Or if I'm at a party and I see people that are, you know, on the outside, I try to bring them in because I just, I personally hate that feeling myself. And so I really go out of my way to make sure that, that nobody else feels that way too. So those are my top four. Mark, I don't know why we're not just working together. One of our core values is inclusion. And, um, and, and so I love that, that you brought that up. And, and again, I think that is, and I don't know that we should even share this secret with the world, but I think that is the true beauty and power behind the dialogue of superpowers. It feels like this great equalizer. Um, I've talked to so many amazing people on this show, and some of them extremely successful in the material world, um, and others who are just blossoming into that. But when you start asking people like, what are your superpowers? And they're like, I might have superpowers. It's like we all turn into yeah. little kids again going, really? Like for real? I can say this? Like, is this okay? And, um, but I think that's really the connecting thread in a lot of this. And of course we have, you know, DC comics and Marvel to thank for that a little bit. Uh, you know, they've marketed for our, for us for the next couple decades. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so, so there is something magical that occurs in that dialogue. And, and I don't know, we may be a little bit more woo woo on our side of the house than you might be. But when you start talking about, you know, exploring the new, do you limit that to 
um, what you see here in the physical reality, or do you do more spiritual metaphysical exploration as well? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, it, I, I think it depends on, you know, what you define as that spiritual metaphysical thing, because thought in one sense is a, is more of a spiritual activity than a physical activity. Right. So, uh, when I talk about exploring the new, I, uh, a lot of that has to do with exploring new thinking, um, new ways of thinking, new, uh, you know, exposing myself to lots of different types of uh, philosophy as well as, um, you know, worldviews and all kinds of stuff. So um, do I take it to the sort of supernatural realm? I think I dabble in that. I don't, you know, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm kind of in it with both feet, uh, but uh, certainly I... I try not to shut anything off, you know, as somebody with a, uh, a pretty hardcore conservative, you know, upbringing, um, I consider myself very liberal in my thinking and my, uh, my openness to what's possible and what, what could be true in the universe. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that as well. And it's interesting because, you know, most of the people we attract here on this show and, and, the, and the clients that we work with are, are what I would consider change agents. And I get, I get the sense that the majority of us are, are also bridges. And so in our own way, we're bridging worlds. And so me coming from like the counter intel world and the, and the military world, like I didn't stumble into the more woo-woo metaphysical spiritual stuff. Like it, it, it was kind of kicking and screaming along the way. And so, but, but most of the people we work with have this kind of real rooted aspect of them. So it doesn't surprise me that you give voice to this conservative upbringing and as you're stretching into this newer space. And I think we all temper our verbiage and our approaches um, based on the people that, that we work with and the ones that we help. Sure. Um, and, and so if you, if you tend to help an audience and, and let me, I want to take a pause really quickly. This is really important for everyone listening because I know we attract all these people who, who heard the calling. They know they're here to change the world. They're here to have an impact. I think one of the bravest things any of us can do is truly speak to the people we know we can help. And it's, it's challenging, especially in the entrepreneurial sector, because we have this tendency to want to help everybody and not limit our market space. But in limiting it and being completely and utterly true to it, you exponentially increase your um, ability to contribute as well as your profitability and everything else. It's quite the opposite of it or counterintuitive to what we typically believe. And so where you're sitting, I think, is so powerful. The superpower conversation can go in so many directions. And for you to kind of come out and say, like, these are ordinary things, you know, but let's, it's, it's, a, it's like making the ordinary extraordinary, um, right. you know, and, that, right. and that's, that's a powerful dialogue. Absolutely. I mean, that, that was the underlying basis for the idea here was that, you know, some, some of us truly are blessed with what I call supernatural superpowers. You know, those people that just for whatever reason can sing like, you know, like an angel. Uh, Those people that have uh, the ability to understand math um, at a level that the rest of us just never will. Uh, Those types of, um, those types of abilities truly are supernatural. They're, they're like, you know, the finger of God reached down and touched you on the forehead when you were a baby kind of thing. And you just came out with abilities that the rest of us don't have. Um, for most people, I found that um, they don't feel like they have an ability like that. Um, most people don't feel like they have anything super special about them. And so this idea of ordinary superpowers to me is the idea that we all have a unique set of abilities, talents, skills, whatever you want to call them. Um, and especially when used in combination, those top two or three talents or abilities or skills make you pretty special, uh, even though you might not recognize it. And the reason I call it ordinary superpowers is because these are our most powerful talents, our most powerful natural talents that maybe we've, we've added some development to along the way. But because they're so natural to us and to who we are, we don't see them as special. Everyone, is, everyone around us does, but we don't. And so that's why I call them ordinary superpowers. To us, they just feel ordinary. It's just who we are, how we roll, what we do every day. Mm-hmm. And we take them for granted. Exactly. I agree that it, over, here at Superpower Experts, we talk a lot about the difference between predisposed superpowers and unique superpowers. And 
um, you know, the predisposed superpowers is, you know, the, it are some of those traits and abilities. We, we, we have a little bit of more of a, of, of a non-conservative leaning on them, like things like mind reading and psychic ability and empathy and stuff like that. Um, because I find that a lot of people have those abilities also, and we don't, we don't know what to do with them and we don't recognize them either. And we often, uh, run amok, you know, trying to figure out why, Certain things aren't working real well um, because most of the times they present challenges until we identify them and really learn how to work with them, um, at least the folks that we attract. But I can see the same on the more, if you will, like practical application, like you mentioned, like, you know, being really good at math or maybe you're just really good at leading people. Well, yeah, that, that presents its own challenges. Like, where are you leading them and what are you leading them to and why you and all these other things? And so I don't think it matters whether we're talking about some of the more sensational superpowers or the more mundane, if you will, because that's how a lot of people look at them. To me, it's all the same. And, and, and this, this packaging of skill sets and traits that you have make you who you are, and that is special. And, that, and, and how are you going to use those and what are you going to do with them, um, I, I think is a big part of the dialogue right now. Well, you mentioned earlier about how, uh, you know, we're all sort of here to change the world kind of an idea. And I think, you know, sometimes that I know there are a lot of people that would love to make their dent in the universe to change the world for the better, all of those things. Um, but that's an awful lot of pressure too to, to feel like I need, that's what I need to do. That's what I feel like I'm here to do, but I don't know how. I don't know what I'm supposed to do or I don't know, you know, I don't even think I have the power to do it. And so I kind of back off from that a little bit. Like, I believe in that. Don't get me wrong. But I back it up a little bit to say, look, I don't have to change the world. I just need to change my world. You know, if I use mm-hmm. my powers to affect positive change in my family and my friends and my company and my community, the ripple effect of that will go far beyond what I ever even see. And therefore, I've changed the world and I just didn't even know it. Yeah, it's so funny. Like we go around and around and I think it's different for different people. There are folks who, um, you know, presenting that viewpoint creates a sigh of relief. And there's yeah. others who you present that viewpoint and it's like death. It's, it's like you just condemn them to hell because <laughs> that, that, that's what drives them, you know. And I know for one, I'm that, I'm that type of person where it's like if you had come to me and said that when I was really embarking on this and wondering if I could commit to it, um, you know, years ago and – there were people who were like, well, you know, you don't have to do that. Like, it's a lot of pressure, that, that whole dialogue. And I, it literally made me feel like I was trapped. And, um, you know, so I think it's important on a lot of levels to say it's all true. Like, that's all fine. There, you know, different people go into paralysis for different reasons at different right. times. And, but, but ultimately what you're speaking is pure truth in the sense that that really is the only way to change the world, ironically, you know, but I, I could not have heard that at that point in time when I was making that decision. I had to believe that it was my mission and my mission alone to go out and change the world, or I don't know that I would have taken a step forward. What made you feel trapped about that? When you use that word, that sounded like a, that's a pretty powerful word to use. Yeah, I think, I think for me, whatever it was that I designed myself with to motivate me into action it had to feel significant. And, and I wasn't, at that moment in time, I wasn't significant enough for that. I think over time, I can see how the interlacing happens and um, recognize exactly what you're speaking of, which is it, it's a very internal game. And mm-hmm. it's only from that internal space that it comes out. But it just wasn't going to be enough to change me. I needed to know that in changing me, it was going to do this, 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 and ultimately lead to that. And, and I think some of it is the messaging. Like I, I've, I've always been in really close communion with God um, and, and my higher aspects. And so some of it was just taking up that kind of the torch on that, if you will, and, and committing to that above all else. Um, so perhaps it just comes down to different journeys for different people or different messaging at different times. I don't know. Um, sure. Well, and I, I've known people, and you probably have too, that that truly, you know, believe, and I believe that they were called to do something significant, and and they do it. You know, they step up, they take a swing at it, and and they make that dent, that gigantic dent in the universe. Um, 
but you know, with 7 billion people on the planet, um, I don't know if that, if everybody's hearing that kind of loud, clear voice from God saying, Mm -hmm. go do this thing. Right. So in, when that voice isn't present for you, then what do you do? You know, that's where I always felt trapped was that, that feeling of like, I haven't heard that voice. Like, so what do I do in the meantime? Do I I sit around and wait for it and like, you know, sit cross-legged and chant until I hear it or like, what do I do? Well, or or is that even the goal? Like, I think that's a, that's a valid question too. It's like, it does, if you, if you haven't heard that voice, it doesn't mean somehow you're lacking or you're just not developed enough. I think that we all have the ability to do amazing things and there is an impact you know, perhaps for me, it was a simple matter of ego at first to be able to say, like, that's that's what needed to get fed initially to motivate me into action. Um, but regardless, I'm I'm a big fan of questioning anything that we take on as like this kind of carte blanche reality. And, and I, don't, I don't find that at all. I, I've seen too many versions of reality at this point to make that claim. Um, so I think it's worthy just to go what if I don't want to like, yeah. what, what if I just don't, and, and trust me, I had those moments too. Like, uh, no thanks. You know, um, people, people do that on, on all kinds of scales too. It's not just, Hey, I feel called to go make, you know, to solve world hunger, but also people that like, I feel pulled to, you know, to use some of the talents and abilities that I have. And I don't necessarily want to do that either. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and there's much less at stake. There's much less at risk and I still don't want to do it. Right. So, you know, every hero's journey has that sort of call to adventure that's met with resistance uh, mm-hmm. by the hero. Like, yep. and that's where every origin story of every superhero comes from, where it's like, <laughs> where they finally figure out like, holy crap, I have power. Now, like, I don't, I don't, that's, I didn't ask for it. I didn't, yep. this isn't, this is not what I wanted. And they Thanks have to know things. Yeah. They have to come to that conclusion of like, okay, well, uh, the truth is, is I have a power, you know, now the choice is what do I do with it? Oh, beautiful. As in, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. You know, you, you and I could probably geek out on all the superpower stuff for quite a while, but we're going to take a quick break. I, I'm sure that you all are enjoying the conversation. There's lots of yummy goodness to be had here in this dialogue. Uh, we're talking with Mark Henson about superhuman powers. When we come back, I really want to get at that differentiator, like the ordinary, the human kind of aspect, and, and, and see if we can't pull back the layers on some of this, uh, the questions people have about superpowers. So stick with us and we'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. Well, we're back with the Superpower Up podcast. We've been talking with Mark Henson about superhuman powers. So Mark, I'm sure that in your world, you get some of the same questions we do. Like, what do you really mean by superpowers? And I know that we talked about that a little bit at the beginning of the show and it's purposely vague, right? I mean, it's, it's, I've been accused of, well, of just, it's just semantics and, and all these other things. But I think that I think there's power in delineating that. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think you, you have to, to delineate or clarify what your powers are um, before you can proactively put them into use on a, on a regular basis and, and do the most good with them, you know, multiply them um, and maximize them. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I think you got to dig into that. Did you just kind of start making it up as you went along? Making what up? Like the concept of superpowers and what was a superpower, what wasn't a superpower? Like how did, how, how, what was your journey with that? Um, well, I got on this kick of, let, let me, I'll rewind all the way back to, you know, I mean, decades now where I've always been fascinated by superheroes, superhero movies, superpowers, 
you know, I wanted to have Jedi powers when I was a kid. <laughs> um, I, I was a big Star Wars fan when I was a kid, and and I've always loved that idea of supernatural superpowers. And wouldn't it be great to fly? Wouldn't it be great to be invisible? All those kinds of things. And then as I got older and as I became an adult, like realizing that there are those kind of powers out there, not necessarily flying, but there are those sort of beyond explanation kind of powers that people have. Um, and I don't deny those at all. I mean, I don't refute those. I believe in those. I think those are real. I don't feel like I have any myself. I kind of wish I did, but you know, um, like we were talking about before the break where since I don't have some supernatural superpower that gives me something far beyond other humans. So what am I left with? I'm still left with some pretty special stuff. And I just need to define that for myself. Like what is it that makes me, me? What is it that makes me a powerful human being? Because I think everybody's a powerful human being, even if they don't feel like it. I think everybody has a set of powers that if they can recognize, wake those up, use those, define those, then they can have bigger and better results in their life and the lives of the people around them. Mm. I, I really, I like that approach to it. And I think that it, it provides a lot of solace, um, like you were talking about, because it, it's a lot of pressure. You know, it's, it's so fascinating to hear you talk because the people that we attract are kind of the opposite. It's like they have these amazing abilities and they don't, they're like, I don't, I don't know what to do with them. You know, they know they're supposed to use them or, or that they want to use them in some capacity to have an impact. Um, and they're really struggling with it. So, so I think we tend to attract more of the mutants of the world. Um, <laughs> you know, so I like the delineator. You know, you, you talk about ordinary superpowers. And, um, and what I find is through the podcast, we attract a lot of people who are kind of sitting in the space you're talking about, which is, wow, I really had to think about that question. Whereas we have others who are like, oh my gosh, I channel this and I do this and I float it and I do blah, 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 and I don't know what to do with all of it. Please help me, you know? Right. And, um, you know, and I, and part of my goal with the whole podcast and, and, and our goal on a, on a whole with superpower experts was that inclusion piece you're talking about. And, uh, you know, we, we heard the call very clearly to bring everybody into the same dialogue. And so your presence here is so appreciated and it's a voice that um, I think people need to hear because I, again, I don't know that we should make the claim that everybody should want to have these supernatural abilities or want to change the world. I, I just think that that is equally toxic as claiming that they don't exist. Well, and don't you think that uh, like both types that we're talking about, the, the more metaphysical supernatural superpowers or the inherent ordinary superpowers that, that we're talking about, um, the, the reason people don't know what to do with them or don't recognize what they are fully yet is because they, they haven't figured out a way to fully articulate or define those. And beyond that, they haven't fully given themselves permission to use them. Mm -hmm. um, or, or, or like you said, they're afraid of what that means about who they are. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and they don't want to admit it or they don't, mm -hmm. they're afraid of what the world's going to think. So I, I think that the, there's a huge similarity between both these types of powers that we're talking about and that we're afraid of what the world is going to think if we were to step fully into that and say, this is who I am and this is what I can do. Mm. And because not because we've, we're afraid of labels, because if we're truly stepping into our power, we could care less about what label is on it. It's more of what kind of effect is that going to have on everybody around me? And mm -hmm. how are they going to view me? And how are they going to think about me? And are they going to be afraid of me? Mm. Um, and if I don't care if you can read minds or if you just have the ability to make people laugh because, you know, you're, you're a funny person. That's your superpower. People are afraid to step fully into their powers because they just, they're, they're afraid they're going to intimidate people. They're afraid mm -hmm. that people are going to reject them for whatever have, reason. Yeah. I absolutely believe, and I think that there's a, another layer to it, too, um, and why we're kind of seeing the, the – um, I think you, you and I both picked up on the fact that we could easily polarize this conversation, and it's not necessary. But I right. think the reason why we could polarize it is because of, um, you know, the, there's this whole – 
idea that a lot of people have around, you know, we're in this phase of integration. And so really integrating the practical with the woo-woo, bringing the spiritual into business, bringing love and connection into, um, you know, more traditional environments, if you will. And, and, and crossing all those lines, it's like, it's like weaving them all together. And I, I, I really do believe in that as a necessary kind of step right now, if we want to figure out how to work together, how to solve solutions. I, I have a huge hope that if we come together and work together and, and, and appreciate each other, that we will create really magical and sustainable and creative solutions um, for some of the bigger issues that, that we see in the world. And, and the biggest one being disconnection and separation and pointing fingers and polarization. And, right. and, and so I, 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 I can feel the pull to be like, well, I'm this and you're this, but I love the fact that we're able to kind of weave that together and go, but, but we're not like, I'm having this image of like a cheesy, like eighties movie at the end where it's like everybody in the high school, like come together and the clicks <laughs> all work together. Like I've seen that kind of uh, breakfast club kind of concept. Um, but I think it's so important. Like not, I don't, I don't want to diminish the importance of it. I, I think that some of us have decided to come together and say, I'm going to serve this population and speak my truth and be this. And I see the concentric circles in what other people are doing. And I appreciate the overlaps. Yeah. Well, you, you just hit on a word. I think that, that really kind of helps. It always helps me step more and more into my power is when I, I try to figure out how best can I serve using this power? Like if, if I'm, I think some of that fear that we have of how people are going to react or how the world is going to see us, um, I, some of that can be diminished by just taking a step back and saying, how can I use my power to love other people and serve humanity? Mm-hmm. And that may be my kids or my wife um, it might be on a much larger scale. So I, I believe that a, another issue that, that gets in our way when we're trying to solve these big problems of the world um, is that the solution seems to be, let's throw more money and warm bodies at it. If we just had mm-hmm. enough people involved, just enough warm bodies, we could solve anything. And I think we could solve a lot more things in the world if we put the right bodies, the right talents, <laughs> the right powers then I, when I speak to nonprofit organizations, I see them cringe when I say, the last thing you need is a, another room full of warm bodies. You need- <laughs> You're questioning their very existence. <laughs> right. I'm like, wouldn't it be better is if everybody in the room had a specific role that they were so totally kick-ass at doing mm-hmm. that, that you, your problems would get solved like that instead of we have to now trudge through 50 people that are mediocre at best at helping us do what we need to do, but we've got 50 people to help us out. You know, it's like, Mm. ah, just what a waste of time and energy when if we could line better up with what, you know, what we're really good at, what we're put here to do, and let's go find opportunities for that. Let's just go. When I try, when I volunteer, like I don't volunteer to be a warm body anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think we need it. Like, but if somebody needs somebody to make announcements on a microphone somewhere, I will do that all day long because I have that talent. <laughs> right? I'm your guy. <laughs> Put a microphone in front of me. I'm happy. I can, I will be there all day, uh, but I'm not, you know, me going and holding up a, a trash can somewhere. Like I, that's, uh, I've got better, I've got better talents to put to use. So mm-hmm. I will. And the key is to look for those opportunities, Right. If I have a power and I'm not actively seeking opportunities to use that power, then I'm missing, missing so many opportunities. Yeah, you're really speaking my language here. That I wrote an article a while back called, um, Do You Suffer from Premature Collaboration? And mm-hmm. it came from a lot of what you're talking about. Plus, you know, we have the corporate counterintelligence firm and, um, you know, through a lot of the due diligence stuff that we systemized over there. What we saw was a biggest, the biggest risk to most businesses and, and, and nonprofits specifically is that desire to rush into collaboration. Like we think that collaborating is, is the latest and greatest thing, but when it's good collaboration and, and one of the, in my opinion, one of the best books on this is um, Tribal Leadership 
far like one of the greatest books ever pointing out um, some of what you're talking about, which is, you know, where are people playing? Like, how are they choosing to contribute? And when you bring autonomous people into an equation and who are clear on who they are and what they bring into the situation, then the collaboration is really powerful. When people are using the collaboration to define themselves or using the involvement or, or you know, membership to a group as a mechanism to define who they are, then the collaboration isn't, a, isn't usually isn't very successful because of that. Um, and it, and it, I believe it's kind of the next frontier. It's not a, hey, la-di-da-di, kumbaya, we all need to play together. It's a, wait, what are we trying to accomplish here? And how do we go about doing that in the most efficient way possible? And ultimately it comes down to, we need actualized human beings, you know? And, um, you know, part of our process is we, we walk people through mastering your personal power, you know, attuning your individual resonance, which, which is a lot of the energy work stuff that we do. And maybe then you can really start using your superpowers. But people want to have the superpower dialogue without doing the, the hero's journey, that internal work that you're talking about, um, to, to really be able to hone them well, in my opinion. And, um, you know, obviously that's a soapbox because I just went off on it. But it's the, uh, to me, there's so much richness in that dialogue. It changes everything. It changes how businesses work. It changes how organizations function. Um, but I think if we're all honest, like the other way is not working real well. True. Yeah. I mean, think about it in, in, within a business and I, I own a business myself and, you know, there's that tendency to invite everybody to the meeting kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the same kind of issue. It's like, well, what if you only invited people to the meeting that the meeting was relevant to and vice versa and, or only put people on project teams because they had the ability to contribute something individual and specific that contributed to the whole Instead of just, you know, well, we've got a, a whole bunch of people here. We better just put some, some of them on a team. It's like uh, most organizations, my organization, for instance, is about a third of the size of comparably busy retreat spaces. Like we have six people here and I know of other spaces that don't do any more business than we do. And they do it with 18, 25 people. We have six people on our team and we're really, really good at what we do. Because, <laughs> I love it. Because everybody here knows they know their role. They're playing to their superpowers. We put people in the right, you know, the right people in the right seats on the right bus kind of thing. And, and it works. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's the power of like really identifying what your powers are and then figuring out where to plug in and use those the best. And then kind of trying to erase or get rid of all the other stuff. You know, like yeah. so much of our lives is cluttered up with things that are non-superpowered talents or abilities or skills or activities and yet we like to busy ourselves up with that stuff instead of stepping fully into our power and using that as much as possible mm, i agree and and it's I, that's one of the reasons why i'm so drawn to entrepreneurship you know i tried academia corporate government i think i've checked all the boxes and the, what i love about entrepreneurship is the um is the agility it's it's the um creativity of it you know we, we operate a, a few different businesses and they're all blue ocean and they're all hybrid business models you know so it's like there's so much fun in the creative aspect and they really can shift and turn on a dime in a way that i haven't seen in the kind of bloated organizations that that um don't attend to what you're talking about and i'll and i'll be honest we learned the hard way one of our core the another core value in superpower experts is synergistic collaboration and because, um, of course, collaboration just wasn't good enough. And so <laughs> but, but we learned exactly like what you're talking about. And in the beginning, it's like everybody's going to work together. And it's like, OK, that didn't work. And then it was like, OK, what? And, and, and we've gone through so many iterations of cracking this code on collaboration. And I think we're finally at this place. But I'll be honest with you, what I didn't want to face. And you mentioned this earlier. I didn't want to come out and make the bold claim that said, hey, you have to master your own personal power first. Like, I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Like, and not that you can't do that in groups, but you at least have to kind of have an idea of where you're sitting. And if you don't really know your superpowers and you, and you, you haven't really taken the time to, to work on that piece, th that's work that's going to have to be done one way or the other. And then the second piece that I was much, much more resistant to was that service piece. 
And I started hearing it for myself and I'm like, okay, yeah, I can kind of play with this. But it took me a while to relax into it. It took me the longest time to say, you know what? I think that, um, so I, I can't even say it now, but I'm like, I think that everybody gets to that point. I think that that is actually the secret of superpowers or mastering your own personal powers that you never actually get to a place of true actualization until you move into being of service. And like you said, maybe it's in your home, maybe it's in your community or your church or your business or something else. But that component, I, I, I think it's the missing link in the sense that we, we, I think we're all waiting for this, like this aha moment or the heavens opening up or the angels singing and saying, you've arrived now go do your work in the world. Now go be of service. But the irony is, is that I don't know that that happens until you do take the step into being of service. I am 100% in agreement with you on this. I am so glad to hear that because I'm still so scared to say that out loud. (laughs) No, and and I've been trying to articulate this lately. um, and And I think because it's such a, it's a radically different idea because I do think most people are waiting to figure out their purpose and then going and trying to apply their power to it instead of the other way around is no discover and define and really dig into your power and then find purpose in your power, hmm. you know, find a place to use your power. And the, the example I'm, I'm thinking of is, um, is a hammer, right? Yeah. I mean, you've always, you've heard that, that old line that like when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail, well, it's like, <laughs> but a hammer can be used for so many things, right? not just pounding nails, but it can be used for, you know, construction and destruction. It can be used as a hook. It can be used as a paperweight. It can be used a million different ways. It can have many different purposes, even though maybe the original design was to pound nails into, into a piece of wood. But if I have a hammer and I really look at the hammer and I say, what can I use this hammer for right now? Maybe I don't have any nails around. Mm-hmm. But maybe I've got another use for a hammer. Maybe I need to take down a wall right now. Well, my hammer has a different purpose now. So I find purpose in the power that's within that hammer, not the other way around. It's not like, oh, there's a wall over there. It needs to come down. And then I start looking around to see if I have anything to take it down with. And yeah. maybe, maybe I don't, you know. So, but I think you can always find purpose for your power if you know what the power is and you know what it's capable of. And then you can go out and look for ways to, to use that. To me, that's finding purpose in your power. Well, and I would say too, I think that a lot of people take that to the extreme and they're waiting for the, the big power, like the don, 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 like what we call unique superpowers versus some of the predisposed ones. And, and what I tell people is like, you already know, like if we're honest with ourselves, we already know a lot of our predisposed superpowers. So, you know, I'm good at writing or I'm good at, like you said, putting, put a mic in my hand. And I'm good. Well, that's not your purpose here, your purpose isn't to speak into a microphone. It happens to be something that you're really good at. And so start there, like be of service there as you get more and more clear about your unique superpowers. Cause I think that a lot of times that mission and purpose as we're talking about only really develops in action and that in action needs to be in alignment for you, not someone else's action. Um, and, and so sometimes it means working with the traits and the abilities that you are aware of as the other ones unfold, because sometimes the other ones are like those, they are kind of daunting and like, uh, you know, they're the, they're the, the relationship shaking up kind of powers that you're like, I I don't know if I want to come out of the closet with this one just yet. Um, but the, the more, the easier ones to kind of manage or deal with, you know, start there because, because I know that there's a lot of confusion. It's like, okay, wait, so I need to, know what my powers are, know how to use them before I take action, but whatever. But, but I know for a fact that God, the universe, whoever rewards, not like it's a reward thing, but, but it, it's just this natural unfoldment as you step forward more and more fully into contributing to others. Um, magic really does happen. My, my husband reminded me of a Zig Ziglar quote earlier today of the idea of like, you get what you want when you help people get what they want. Yeah. And, and what's funny is that when you st- set off in that trajectory, you may selfishly be doing it because ultimately, you know, that's the way to get what you want. But over time, that goes away altogether. And by the time you get what you want, it's like you, you, it, it's not a big deal. Like, because you're so fulfilled in 
being somebody who contributes to others. Yeah. Um, see that, that quote I've always had sort of a love hate relationship with, because I think like you just mentioned going into it with that intent of like mm-hmm. my intent to serve other people is so that I can eventually get what I want. Like I, I think there's a point where you do have to let go of that kind of intention and say, look, I'm just, I'm here to serve, you know, and, and through service, good things will happen. You know, magic moments will occur. Uh, you know, karma, if you want to call it that will, will rebound and come back my way in a very positive, in a very positive way. Um, and, and I don't know, part of it's just that sort of serving and letting go, letting the universe take care of the rest of it. You know, um, I 100% agree with you. And I am not shy about admitting that I will use whatever track, whatever little trick that I need to help people overcome some of their more pesky, lower frequency pieces. And if that's the piece that gets people motivated into action, I think that we all come around to that. Um, But as I was really forthcoming with saying, like me thinking I was just ordinary was not going to do it. You know, I had to believe something different. I think the same is true when we're learning how to manage some of our more um, fragmented aspects. And sometimes we have to fool them into thinking, okay, look, like I get that there's things that we want, like, like we, we want to be rich or, or we just want to be able to pay our bills. You know, how, do, how can I make that happen? Well, okay. The, what the methods I've been trying aren't working. So fine, I'll try this other method. And then along the way we can kind of relax into the, Oh, you know, I get it. And not everyone needs that. Like what, I, I don't know if we just attract, you know, really difficult people or what it is, but it's like, <laughs> it's like sometimes we got to play those little mind games with ourselves and say, it's okay, you know, and quiet down those pieces. And, um, you know, I'm okay with that a little bit, but I agree completely with what you're saying that eventually you just relax into this space of like, wow, this, this is my existence. Like I have 100% committed to being of service and the power that comes through when you do that is nothing that a, a single human being could harness on their own, if you will. Like it has to be in alignment with that greater, I don't know, power or whatever it is, however people want to refer to it. Um, but I, I appreciate you moving into that dialogue with me today because um, I, I, it really was challenging for me to step up and say, this is the missing piece, folks. And if you're not willing to accept that at some point you're going to commit to that service piece, then the journey, your, your journey is going to be really slow and painful. Yeah. I mean, I believe me, this is something that I have been uh, pursuing and struggling with for a long time because I'm a, I'm a business owner. I mean, I wrote a book. I'm trying to sell it, right? I'm trying mm-hmm. to, I want to, I am, I need to make a living. I need to, I need to pay back the printing cost. you know, <laughs> like there's a, there's a lot of pressure to like, uh, to get out there and try to, you know, make something happen and, and try to get something in return. I mean, it's the way the world works, right? It's like, I don't, I'm not a missionary everything. I don't do everything I do for free. And, um, so I've really struggled with that idea of like trying to help people, but also get paid to help people mm-hmm. by using, by using my superpowers. And so yeah. even just last week, I wrote a blog post about like, you know what? I'm kind of done kind of done with that. Like I realized like that is just like beating my head against the wall. Mm-hmm. And instead what I'm going to do is exactly what we're talking about. So it's, it's really interesting that we're having this conversation this week because this is right exactly where I am in my life right now of, I know what my powers are. I know where I serve the world best and I am tired of trying to sell it. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm just going to use it. I'm just going to serve people. And then I'm going to invite them to join me on this journey. And I'm going to invite them to participate in things where maybe they have to pay a little bit of money to participate in that. But I'm no longer going to try to sell or convince anybody of anything. It's, Mm -hmm. this is the journey. Here's where I'm going. Do you want to go with me? Great. Let's go together. And, uh, and here's the cost. Hop on the bus. Let's go. Yeah. It's so interesting. That piece I had down a while ago, it was, because of the work that I do with people and I work with the change agents and the people who like yourself, who were, you know, this is a space that they're sitting in. It was really laying claim and boldly stating to people, look, you cannot change the world unless you're willing to be of service, like end of story. And 
you know, and some of it was like, okay, well, who am I to make that claim and, and whatever, but it's, it is mine to make right now. And maybe it's not true for everyone, but I, I know it's certainly true for the people that we attract. Um, and, and it is, it just took me a while to really own that and to tell that to people because it sounded too much like what you're talking about. Like you have to take a vow of poverty. Um, yeah, you have exactly. to be a missionary, you know, you know, you, you servitude and service and servants like they, that's, those have some interesting connotations to them or, or you have to, you know, worship God or you have to hang your, your shingle as a coach. Like, like there was just so much connotation on that. And I finally had to stop and say, whoa. I'm not saying that you have to do any of those things. What I'm suggesting is, is that you have to figure out how to use them to contribute to others in some form or capacity. And that's truly the only way, in my opinion, to get to that self-actualization piece. It's like everything stops. Like you can climb the mountain all day long, but you will not summit it until you move into that service. And then as soon as you do, you discover along the way that, that that part comes just like the getting what you want. But by then it's like, that's not why you're doing it anymore. Right. You know, but, but, you know, like I said, we do kind of have to fool ourselves sometimes into thinking that. And, and it, it, so, so that to me, that's what that Zig Ziglar quote serves is let's feed everybody, whatever it takes to get them over those little humps of fear that the, that their, their egos or their lower frequency aspects are telling them, because on the other side of that is the realization that, that you just recently came to, which is, I get it. You know, I get it. That is the missing component. And yeah. I, th- I think that we, we can say that unequivocally at this point. Well, and there's, you know, the flip side of that, too, is that there is value in your power, too. So, like, true monetary value in your power. When you're serving other people, you, you should get paid for that. You know what I mean? So figuring out what that balance is between service and making a living, uh, and, and I'm not saying everybody has to charge for their powers. That's not, that's not it at all. Like some people are purely can use their powers their entire lives to serve other people, and they're financially taken care of another way. But when, you're, uh, when you're, your livelihood depends on your powers, like don't ever be afraid to, to charge for that and charge accordingly. If you have extraordinary power in some sense, it helps people in an extraordinary way, then you probably deserve extraordinary compensation for that. You know what I mean? Because they can't get it anywhere else. And you're serving them so powerfully that the value is just completely there. They don't even think about it. They'll pay you double whatever you're asking because of how you're serving them. Absolutely. You know, a lot of the whole power discussion, whether you're talking about whether you charge for it or not, or whether you're talking about even just stepping into it is this idea of permission, you know, do, have you given yourself permission to really fully accept and, and move into that? Absolutely. I, well, and I think that's a big conversation for entrepreneurs or yeah. anybody that's come out of traditional employment or anything else. Um, and, and it is a challenge. Um, but trust us folks, when we talk about it, get, get to the place where you are contributing to others. And that doesn't mean you're giving away everything for free, but it means that you are willing to, touch people's lives in the way that, that you, you came here to do um, and, and finding a way to be of contribution, even when it feels like the, the sales opportunities might not be there. I right. think that's a powerful dialogue. Mark, I've really enjoyed our conversation today. I appreciate you coming on the show and, I, and, and meeting me in the space of that synergy and, and collaborative spirit. Um, you know, when, when we're, our worlds are so seemingly similar and also so seemingly different, um, it's a, it's a valuable dialogue. So I appreciate you modeling that with me. Well, and I appreciate it too. Like it's, this is a very different conversation and I'll be honest, it's a different conversation than I even expected. And in, a, in like the best way possible, um, because it's so fun to just explore with somebody, you know, who's, uh, like-minded, but different Perfect. to me. That's, to me, that's really fun. Oh, well, good. Well, I'm so glad where, where can people go to find out more about you? Uh, they can go to my website, which is markhenson.me. And if you put a slash and then free chapter after that, you'll go to a page where you can download a free chapter of my book, which is a, uh, it's actually, you know how a lot of authors say, go get a free chapter of my book, but it's like the intro and it doesn't really <laughs> tell you anything. I, I decided to give away chapter four of my book, which is the chapter that helps you discover what your ordinary superpowers are. Look at so you being of service. 
Yeah, I decided, you know, people might not actually buy the book because they they got the meat out of it already, but I figured, you know, no. let's give you something useful. So you can go there and you can go through the six questions that reveal what your superpowers are. And if you're ever struggling with how to figure out, you know, what are the that combination of more ordinary superpowers in my life, um, this is a, a really nice resource to get you there. Perfect. And, and, and for sure, the, the people who want what you have can never get enough. So it doesn't matter how much you give away, um, those opportunities will still be there. So I, I honor what you're doing in the world and I appreciate you and I appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you. Awesome. And to all of you out there, I honor you as well. And as always, we appreciate your loyalty. Until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.